You are listening to a message from Victory Alabang. Get the latest updates by visiting victoryalabang.org or like us on facebook.com slash victoryalabang. Before po ako mag-start, no, I just want to show some examples po, some updates. Ano po ba yung nangyayari sa ating campuses? Meron po tayong mga picture dyan. Well, actually, ito pong picture na yan, yung apat na picture po na yan ay ang ating mga Hindi lang po isa, pero mga youth services na nangyayari every Friday sa student center po natin sa bayan po sa may Muntinlupa. And also the Saturday, we have two Saturday services po dito sa festival and also dun po sa may student center din natin. And also, first time ever, may youth service po tayo sa Akasha every Sunday. Naniniwala po ba kayo that God is really doing something good? in the lives of the next generation. Na even Sunday, ayaw po paawat, may youth service pa rin po tayo. And also, this is what's happening to our campuses as of today. Ayan, ito po yung isa mga taga Munsay po yan, dito sa upper most right. And also, MNHS, PMMS, Southville, even international schools. Di ba po, talagang cannot stop yung work ni God in their lives. Marami po tayong mga international students, hindi lang po mga local na taga-Pilipinas, taga pero literal po, we are changing the campus and we are changing the world. Amen po ba? Amen. Sige po, palakpakan po natin ang Panginoon sa mga ginagawa niya. So you see, because of these exciting things na nangyayari po sa ating campuses, kaya po tayo merong preaching ngayon na game changer. Ayan, game changer. Kung saan pag-uusapan po natin, paano ba na, talaga natin babaguhin ng mundo? Ang favorite nga po naming line, change the campus, change the world. Pero ano bang ibig sabihin pag sinabi natin game changer? So sabi po dito kay kapatid na Miriam, no, a newly introduced element or factor that changes an existing situation or activity in a significant way. Ngayon po, part of our game changer None other than our newly elected president, President Duterte. Di ba po? Ngayon pa lang, ramdam na natin yung mga pagbabago na ipinangako niya. Naalala ko po, no, na sabi niya, change has come. Pero ang totoo po, yung change has come, nararamdaman na natin sa mga buhay natin ngayon. Naalala ko po, pakita po natin mga picture, 4,000 drug pushers, voluntarily surrenders, Tapos nakita nyo po, di ba, na ang daming nagbago sa Muntinlupa. Amen! Amen po ba? Nawalan na ng super heavy traffic. So luminis na po yung mga kalsada natin and all that. And also, first time ever na nakompleto po ang lima nating presidente. Nagsama-sama po sila. That is the picture of unity in diversity. Tama po ba? So those are some of the changes. And also, may 9-11 na po starting August. May 9-11 na po tayo, emergency hotline na pwede nating idayal. Noong una po, sa Davao lang yan eh. Di ba po? Pero ngayon, gagawin niya sa buong Philippines. And also, ito po yung isa sa pinakapaborito ko, change has come. Ito po yung sinabi ni, ni President Duterte sa kanyang sona. I believe in the separation of the church and the state, but there should be no separation between God and man. Come on now! That is God Himself revealing Himself to our President. And the future is indeed bright. You see, change, nothing is permanent but change. 
Tama po ba? Hindi lang nationally in our government may pagbabago. Minsan po sa, sa personal nating buhay, marami ring pagbabago. Sa mga parents po dito, yung mga anak nyo po habang lumalaki, habang baby, nag-elementary, lagi nyo pong nakikita sa mga bahay nyo. Tama po ba? Pero pag nag-high school na sila, nag-college na sila, bihira nyo na lang pong makita at makausap. Para po may mga sarili ng buhay. Because sa buhay din po nila, there are changes. Di ba po? And also, doon naman po sa mga singles. Change of career. Lilipat ng trabaho, lilipat ng bagong boss. Change of career. Or minsan naman, change of heart. Nung una, hindi makapag-move on. Pero ngayon, kaya nang sabihin, mag-move on na ako. Changes. Change is permanent in our lives. Also, New Year's resolution. Sino na po ba dito nakapagsabi, mag-gym na ako this year? Ako po kasi nasabi ko po yun, pero hindi ko rin nagawa. Halata naman po, di ba? <laughs> New Year's resolution. But, kahit po sabihin natin yon, may mga pagbabago po sa buhay natin. And that is inevitable. Tama po ba? Change is permanent. And the question for us today is, what will produce a long and lasting change? Can someone really produce that long and lasting change that we are looking for and holding on to? And until when, hanggang kailan po ba maglalas itong change na ito? Maari ko po ba kayong anyanyahan tumayo para po sa pagbabasa natin ng salita ng Panginoon? In 2 Chronicles chapter 34, verses 1 to 3, it says there, Josiah was 8 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 31 years in Jerusalem. In verse 2, And he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, and walked in the ways of David his father. And he did not turn aside the right hand or to the left. For in the eighth year of his reign, while he was still a boy, he began to seek the God of David his father. And in the twelfth year, he began to purge Judah and Jerusalem of the high places, the ashram and the carved and the metal images. Father, we thank you for today. Thank you, Father, that today you're the one who's gonna anoint the preaching of your word. Lord, thank you that pag narinig namin yung salita mo, naunawaan namin yung salita mo, Panginoon, we will go out of this place, not the same people, Lord God. Na talagang ikaw yung gagawa, Panginoon, ng mga bagay na gusto mong gawin sa buhay namin. Panginoon, maraming salamat. I pray that you open the ears and the hearts of the people that will hear your word. Thank you, Father, that you will anoint the preaching of your word. Holy Spirit, have your way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Before I start, I just want to honor all the parents that, that's in this place. All the older generation, maraming salamat po. Dahil ang pag-attend nyo po dito ay hindi lamang dahil wala kayong magawa tuwing linggo. Pero naniniwala po ako na talagang gagamitin kayo ng Panginoon sa pag-reach out sa mga kabataan at sa susunod na henerasyon ng lahi po ninyo. Amen. Para po mas maunawaan natin, ano po ba talaga yung nangyari dito sa kay- before natin ka malaman yung buhay ni Josiah, kailangan po muna nating balikan. Ano po ba yung nangyari dun sa mga ninuno niya? So, ang lolo po ni Josiah ay si Manasseh. Si Manase po ay isa sa pinaka-evil na king nung panahon nila. Nakalagay po dyan in verse 9 sa 2 Chronicles chapter 33. In verse 9, Manase led Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem astray. Yan po yung kinamulatan ni Josiah. So si Manase, one of the most evil kings of his time, 
Yan po yung ginawa niya. So imagine, instead of leading the people to God, ang ginawa niya, nilid niya yung mga tao away from God. And next po, ang anak naman ni Manasay, si Amon, which is yung tatay po ni Josiah. Si Amon po, ang sabi sa verse 22, He did what was evil in the sight of the Lord as Manasay, his father, had done. Nakita po ni Amon ano yung ginawa ng tatay niya, and at the same time, kinuha niya rin po yun. Sinunod niya po kung ano yung mga evil things na ginawa ng tatay niya. Itong evil things na, na to po, nag-build sila ng high places, nag-build sila ng mga altars, nag-worship sila sa ibang gods. Yun po yung ginawa nila. And also, ang sabi po sa sunod na verse, uh, verse 23, He did not humble himself before God. This king, itong si Amon, hindi, hindi po siya nagpakumbaba sa Panginoon, kundi sinunod lang niya kung ano yung nakita niya kay Manasi. So this is how the nation of Judah, of Israel, look like at their time. And imagine, ito po yung kinalakihan ni Josiah. Evil people raising him up. At ito na po yung binasa nating verse kanina. Nung namatay po si Amon, natatay ni Josiah, ang nangyari po si Josiah yung nag-grain. Sabihin nyo nga po, 8 years old. 8 years old lang po si Josiah nung naging hari siya. Ngayon po, may anak po ba kayong 8 years old? Imagine ninyo po kung yung 8 years old ang magiging presidente ng Pilipinas. <laughs> susunod po ba? Susunod po kaya tayo sa mga sasabihin niya? Or meron po kaya siyang kakayahan para mag sa isang nation? But this is the story. Something happened. Something happened to Josiah. Kung ba't niya po nakayanan yun. Pero before that, yun nga po sabi ko kanina, evil king. Evil kings yung mga ninuno ni Josiah. Kaya po, sabi dito sa verse na to, sa 2 Chronicles chapter 34, verse 24 to 25, Thus says the Lord, Behold, I will bring disaster upon this place and upon its inhabitants, all the curses that are written in the book that was read before the king of Judah, because they have forsaken me, sabi po ni Lord. This is the gravity of the sin of the older generation. Because they have forsaken me and have made offerings to other gods that they might provoke me to anger. Anger, the Lord's anger, with all the works of their hands, therefore my wrath will be poured out on this place and will not be quenched. Yan po yung sinabi ng Panginoon. Yan po yung resulta ng lahat ng idolatry, lahat ng kasamaan, lahat ng evil na ginawa ng older generation na mga nauna kay Josiah. So this was the state of their nation. And then Josiah came. And Josiah did not just lead. He changed the game. And that's what we're gonna be talking about today. When he reigned as king, pakita po natin yung timeline. Ayan, ito po yung mahalagang timeline sa buhay ni Josiah. Eight years old, he began to reign as king. And 16 years old, he began to walk in the ways of his father David, and he began to seek God. Yung God ng, ng father niya na si David, sinunod po niya, hinanap po niya. And 20 years old, he began to purge. He began to destroy the idols na nilagay ng mga ninuno po niya. And at 26 years old, 
He repaired the temple. He rebuilt the temple. So makikita po natin, no, ang gaganda po ng mga bagay na ginawa ni Josiah. Tama po ba? Would you agree with me? Di ba may paniniwala po tayo na kung ano ang puno, siya ang bunga? Pero nakakapagtaka po na ang puno ni Josiah, dalawang henerasyon before si Josiah, most evil kings of their nation. Eh nakakapagtaka po na si Josiah, ang gaganda ng mga ginawa niya. Di ba po? Pero kung if, if you are here, and baka po sabihin ninyo na, eh paano naman yan? Ako, parang ako yung kagaya ni Josiah. The older generation before me, ako yung unang Christian sa family namin. But I believe that today, God has the power to change the course of your life. God has the power to, to destroy all the idols of your family, kung meron man po. Because like Josiah, God is mighty and kaya po niyang gawin yon para sa buhay natin. And ito po yung nangyari. So all the things Josiah did was good. But something happened to him that changed the course of his life. So, ang nangyari po, tuloy ko lang po yung story, no? Ang nangyari, nung nire-rebuild po nila yung temple, okay, si Hilkaya po, siya yung priest nung panahon na yon. So, si Hilkaya, habang nire-rebuild, inaayos po nila yung temple, na binabalik nila yung, yung house of the Lord, temple of the Lord. What happened was, nakita po ni Hilkaya, which is the priest, yung book of the law. The law that was given to Moses. Nakita po yun ni Hilkaya. Nakita niya. Tapos ang ginawa niya ngayon, binigay niya kay Shafan. Sino naman po si Shafan? Si Shafan po ang sekretarya ni Josiah nung time na yon. So malinaw po ba yung picture sa isip po ninyo? So ang nangyari, nung binigay ni Hilkaya kay Shafan yung Book of the Law, ang ginawa po ni Shafan bilang sekretarya ng hari, binigay niya ngayon, report niya ngayon. Haring Josiah, nakita po ni Hilkaya yung Book of the Law. So ang ginawa niya po, binasa niya sa hari kung ano yung mga nakasulat sa Book of the Law. So si Josiah, as king, he heard the word of God. He heard the Book of the Law. Hence, in verse 19 and 21, sabi po dyan, And when the king heard the words of the law, he tore his clothes. In verse 20, and the king commanded Hilkiah, and as Isaiah, the king's servant, saying, Go inquire of the Lord for me and for those who are left in Israel and in Judah concerning the words of the book that has been found. For great is the wrath of the Lord that is poured out on us because our fathers have not kept the word of the law to do according to all that is written in his book. So dito po, balik tayo sa verse 19. Sabi po dyan, Noong narinig ni Josiah ang salita ng Panginoon, he tore his clothes. At noong panahon po nila, ang pagsira po ng damit ay isa lamang na sign of great distress and mourning. And dito po sa verse na to, while he was doing all the good stuff, while he was obeying God, while he was doing everything for God, and he heard the law, And there was great anguish. There was great sorrow in his heart. Why? Because the word of the law made him realize that even though he was doing all the good stuff, he is still a sinner. Because you see, that's what the word of God does to us. 
it shows us how holy, how magnificent, how big God is. And at the same time, it shows us how wicked we are because of our sins. It shows us na kahit na mababait po tayo, inside of us, there's always a tendency to rebel against God. And yun po yung nangyari kay Josiah. Na-convict siya ng word, nakita niya yung holiness ni God, nakita niya at the same time how wicked yung line niya, how wicked yung family niya. He got convicted by the word of God. You see, conviction, hindi po lahat ng conviction ay godly. May ibang conviction po na nanggagaling lamang sa mundo. Pero ang totoong conviction po natin bilang mga Kristiyano, dapat po nanggagaling sa salita ng Panginoon. That we would live our lives according to the word and not according to the world. That we will not conform to the world. Pero kung ano po yung sinasabi ng Biblia. I just remember one of my members po sa victory group ko ay nag-aaral sa CSB. CSB, alam naman po natin kung ano po yung mga pinagdadaanan ng school doon sa Taft, ko, yung sa mga nag-aaral na po sa Manila. And one time po, yung org nila, tumatakbo po kasi siya bilang head ng org. So yung org po nila, ang nangyari, nagkaroon po ng party sa isang bahay. And then, um, yung mga classmates po niya, invited her na mag-inuman. So, Kumbaga, I can just imagine how she struggled with the people around her. Di ba po yung peer pressure pag sa mga kabataan, sobrang you wanna say no, pero ang hirap. Di ba po para sa mga kabataan? So lahat po sila, everyone was doing it, everyone was drinking beer, nagyoyosi po, and siya, hirap na hirap po siya. But because she knows the word of God. She said no. Ang reaksyon po nila, KJ mo naman, Christian-Christian ka pa kasi. Pero hindi po siya nagsisi. Ang sabi niya pa nga po sa akin, Ate Lenny, may swing kasi sa labas ng bahay ng classmate ko. Ayun, nag-swing na lang ako. <laughs> Because you see, ito po yung ginagawa ng word ni God. Hindi lang po sa next generation, but even I believe today, in, in the older generation, in our generation, na tayo rin po, kaya po tayong baguhin ng salita ng Panginoon. You see, you will be a game changer if you would allow God's Word to speak and influence your life. But the question is, tayo po ba bilang unang henerasyon, how much of the Word are we allowing in our lives? How much of the Word are we allowing to speak to us, to influence us? To convict us. Kasi lahat po tayo, kilala po natin si Jesus, tama po ba? As a Christian nation, di ba makikita po natin, may mga cross pa nga po si Jesus kung saan-saan. Unlike po yung ibang nation na talagang wala po silang ka-idea-idea. Sino ba yung Jesus na yan? Tayo po, kilala natin si Jesus. Naririnig na natin si, si Jesus. But until we encounter Jesus in our lives, until we encounter and understand and apply the word in our lives, the change that we will see, hindi po magtatagal yon. The change will only be temporary. 
if we would not allow the Word of God in our hearts and in our lives. So, di ba po, binanggit ko si Hilkaya tsaka si Shafan. You know, while we are still talking about the next generation, kayo po, bilang unang generation, bilang older generation, you have a role to play. Because in this story, Josiah was the one who changed the game. He changed the culture. Yung mga tao that, that was doing evil, kinuha niya, binalik niya kay God. But he did not do it alone. God used Hilkiah and Shaphan para marinig ni Josiah yung salita ng Panginoon. And naniniwala ako, bilang kayo yung mga naunang henerasyon, that God will use you to point the next generation to Jesus Christ. Na you are still part of the game. Sabihin nyo nga po sa katabi nyo, you are part of the game. You are still in the game. Tama po ba? Kahit po minsan masakit na yung mga tuhod ninyo. Di ba po, nahihirapan na kayo maglakad. Pero sabi po ng Panginoon, you are still in the game. The game is not yet over. I have great plans for you that I'm gonna use you for the next generation. You see, that's the gravity of your role as the older generation. And I know that God will use you mightily. But the question is, is it enough? When we encounter the Word of God, when we get convicted by the Word of God, is it enough? Because you see, when we encounter the Word of God, it should be translated in the way we live our lives every single day. It should show us the commitment to the Word. We should show our commitment to the Word of God. And every day, it's a constant effort to do that. So going back in the story in verse 31 and 32, And the king, Josiah, stood in his place and made a covenant before the Lord to walk after the Lord and to keep his commandments and his testimonies and his statutes with all his heart and all his soul to perform the words of the covenant that were written in this book. In verse 32, Then he made all who were present in Jerusalem and in Benjamin join in it. And the inhabitants of Jerusalem did according to the covenant of God, the God of their fathers. You see, understanding the word of God and applying it in our lives, magkaiba po yun. Magkaiba po na naintindihan lang natin at iba po na isinapuso natin. Kung ano man po yung sinasabi sa atin ng Panginoon, ipinaintindi sa atin ng Panginoon, it should be translated in the way we live our lives. Pero paano ba natin ipapakita yung commitment natin sa salita ng Panginoon? Sa mga parents po dito, nakikita po ba ng mga anak ninyo kung sino talaga si Jesus, the God that you are worshiping, nakilala na rin po ba nila si Jesus because you are living out the Word of God? Naniniwala po ako na sa mga parents, it's very important that you provide financial security. Even, di ba, we are so concerned with the affairs of our, uh, yung mga anak po natin. Physically, emotionally, nandyan po kayo eh. Pag broken hearted po yung mga anak nyo, anak, tara, jollibee tayo. <laughs> Ililibre kita, ice cream lang katapat niyan. Di ba po, andun kayo eh. Sa milestones ng buhay ng mga anak ninyo. 
I believe that's not bad. That's good, in fact. God has called you to do that. God has called you to be there physically, emotionally, psychologically para po sa mga anak ninyo. But I believe that as parents, you should also be involved in the spiritual growth of your children. Na kayo po mismo yung magtuturo sa kanila ng ways of the Lord. Madalas po sa sa atin, dito sa nation natin, yung mga nanay po yung madalas na mag-invite sa church. Tama po ba? O anak, gising na, gising na. Liliguan pa, bibihisan pa. Tara na, pupunta na tayo ng church, tapos jajalibi tayo after. Yun po yung mga sinasabi sa mga bata, naalala ko po dati. <laughs> Excited po ako mag-jalibi, kaya sumasama po ako kay mama, mag-church. <laughs> But how about the fathers? The fathers were given such a great task by the Lord to lead your families to Christ. So I hope and pray po that today that we would really embrace the calling of God in our lives as the older generation Nagawin po natin kung ano yung gusto ng Panginoon and we live out the word of God. You see, at the end of the day, our goal as parents, your goal as parents is not just to raise a generation of well-mannered children. Hindi lang po yung mga nagpopo at opo ang palalakihin nyo. But you are called by God to raise a godly generation. A generation who has the fear of the Lord, who will walk in His ways, who will follow Him, who will not compromise in any given situation. Kahit na po may peer pressure na binibigay yung mundo sa kanila, that is the gravity of your role as the older generation. And whether you like it or not, para po sa mga singles naman ito, sa mga singles na wala pa pong mga anak, meron po tayong mga pamangkin, meron pong anak yung mga kapatid natin, or may mas mga bata pa po sa atin, that are looking at us and tinitignan po nila yung buhay natin and at the same time, kung ano po yung nakikita nila, yun po yung ginagaya nila. So whether we like it or not, our lives will be an influence to the people, younger people looking at us. Whether gusto po natin or ayaw natin na may sumunod sa atin, may influence po ng buhay natin ang buhay nila. And in this story, sabi po dito dun sa verse 2, si Josiah, he walked in the ways of his father, David. Ang father po, inidentify po siya ng Bible na ang father niya ay si David because of the righteousness in his life. And alam niyo po ba kung ilang taon mula kay David hanggang kay Josiah? 330 years. Hindi pa siguro alam ni David na yung buhay niya would matter and would make an impact to the next generation. But it did. So if you are discipling your children, if you are discipling sa campuses, kung teachers po kayo, nandito kayo, if you have the platform to reach out to the next generation, at kahit po wala tayong makita na pagbabago, the truth of the matter is, at some point in their lives, they would be influenced by how we lived our lives. So I pray that today, we would really bear it in our hearts. We would allow 
allow the calling of God to really consume us. Na ang pagiging kristyano po natin ay hindi lamang po tuwing Sunday, 9am service, but it is 24-7. Because people are looking at our lives and they are seeing if we are really committed in living it out. You know, if the parents are not committed in raising up the next generation para po makita nila at isabuhay nila ang word ni God, tatlo po ang magiging resulta niyan. Una, nominal. Ibig pong sabihin, average. Yung next generation magiging average, a-attend-attend lang ng service, papakita lang kay pastor, picture tayo pastor, tas uuwi na po. Pangalawa, they could embrace another belief. Kung hindi po sila nag-grow sa word ni God, malamang po sa malamang, sa ibang bagay sila mag-grow. And pangatlo po, pag hindi po natin sila naturuan to live out the word of God, they could abandon their faith. Kaya marami po akong kaibigan, mga atheists, Because they did not know, they did not understand the word of God. Because none taught them how. So I pray that today we would really, really be committed in living out the word of God, in teaching it to the next generation. Amen po ba? Nandito pa po ba kayo? Can you imagine a nation a nation of the older generation taking up their place embracing the calling that God has given to them. Not just to honor God, not just to know God and understand God, not just to live their lives according to the word, but the same people who are obeying the word of God, making disciples and reaching out to the next generation. Imagine the impact that you and I have because of the word of God. Imagine our nation five years, ten years, twenty years from now if we would raise up the next generation to go after God, to walk in God's ways. Because at the end of the day, tatanda din po sila. Ang iba po sa kanila ay magiging presidente, engineers, doctors, and how do we want to see our nation 15 years, 20 years from now? If we really want change, then now is the time for change. Amen. And God's gonna use us to claim and do that change. So while we are talking about the next generation, we can see the gravity of our role as the older generation. And in verse 33, sabi po and Josiah took away fall the abominations from all the territory that belonged to the people of Israel and made all who were present in Israel serve the Lord their God. All his days, they did not turn away from following the Lord, the God of their fathers. It's a complete shift from being an evil nation because of Josiah encountering the word of God, because of Josiah living out the word of God. From It's a complete shift. It's a radical shift from a nation being evil now to the nation who's living out their lives pleasing and holy to the God of their fathers. You see, the game was changed because of Josiah. 
because of the Word of God. So you see, what Josiah did in this passage, he committed himself to the Lord. He made a covenant to the Lord. And after that, he required everyone to do the same. And you see, Josiah consecrated himself for the Lord. And after that, he consecrated his people for the Lord. Ano po ba ibig sabihin ng consecration? Consecration po, ibig sabihin lang yan, we are set apart for the purposes of the Lord. Ibig pong sabihin, kahit hindi po tayo kagaya ni Josiah, hindi naman po tayo king, hindi po tayo hari, hindi po tayo presidente, when we are consecrated as a people of God, ibig pong sabihin, we are set apart for the purposes of the Lord. Pero ano po ba yung purposes na yun? After us encountering the Word of God, being convicted by the Word, and after us committing our lives in doing and obeying the Word of God, we are now consecrated to go and do the purposes of the Lord. Not just in our lives, but in our nations. Masasabi po ba natin sa Panginoon, Lord, I am ready. Use me. Lord, kahit mahirap, I will reach out to my office mates na nakakabata sa akin or nakakatanda sa akin because my life is an influence to them, whether old or young generation. Are we ready to, to preach the gospel even if it's not convenient for us? Are we willing to be set apart for the works of the Lord? And this is what Josiah did. He consecrated himself to the Lord. And before I end, I have two stories of the next generation who really encountered God, who really allowed God to move in their lives, who really allowed God to transform them, not just externally, but on the inside. And I just want to share yung story po ni Sophie, isa po sa ating mga victory group leaders sa Victory Green Hills. Nung nanalo po si President Duterte, ang tatay po kasi niya si Arnel Ignacio, kung kilala niyo po si Arnel Ignacio. Ito pong batang to ay isa sa mga intercessor, prayer team po natin sa Victory Green Hills. One of the most passionate people I know, young, pe- young person I know, na talagang Grabe po mag-pray. Kumbaga, natatakot na po talaga siguro yung demonyo tuwing nagpe-pray itong batang to. With such boldness. Kahit na bata pa siya. Hindi niya inisip na, ay bata pa ako. Siguro po kung ako yan, baka hindi ko po na kaya ipag-pray si President Duterte sa kabako. Pero siya po, because she encountered the word, because she understood the word, that what she has, it's the authority, it's the final thing in our life. Prayed for President Duterte. And she's just, siguro mga 16, 17. And another story, Josh, one of our worship leaders dito po sa Victory Alabang. College student po siya from Ateneo and ngayon po umaattend na siya ng Victory Katipunan. And then, nakita po nila si Mar Rojas nung nag-concede na po siya kay President Duterte. Ito po yun. Fresh na fresh. After Mar Rojas conceded 
na talo na ako, inadmit na niya, ang president na, eh, si, Dut si President Duterte, nakita po nila si Mar Rojas. And what they did, instead of gossiping, ay talo naman yan eh. Hayaan mo na yan. Bright naman ang future natin kay President Duterte. But when they saw Mar Rojas in a restaurant somewhere in Katipunan, they approached him and asked him, can we pray for you? They did not even flinch. They did not even think twice. But they approached him and said, can we pray for you? This is what gripped my heart. Ito pong sinabi ni Josh sa post niya. And at the end of it all, you're still just man. Limited and flawed. But God is greater and so is His love. Coming from a college student, coming from the next generation, encouraging the older generation, pointing the older generation to God because they encountered who God is and they knew who their God is. And you see, this is the plan of God in our lives. That we will be consecrated for the advancement of His kingdom. We will be consecrated to preach the word, whether in or out of season. That we are called by God to embrace our identities as sons and daughters. Not just being aware or concerned with the affairs of the kingdom. But being aware of the king. Of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And I, I want to end in verse 26 and 28. Kanina po sinabi ko, nakita ni, ni Josiah yung gravity ng sin ng nation nila. And nakita natin the judgment that God has set before them. And in this verse, in 2 Chronicles 34, 26-28, But to the King of Judah, ito po yung sinasabi ni God, Kay Josiah. But to the king of Judah who sent you, the prophetess, who sent you to inquire of the Lord, thus shall you say to him, thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, regarding the words that you have heard. In verse 27, because your heart was tender and you humbled yourself before God when you heard his words against this place and its inhabitants and you have humbled yourself before me and have torn your clothes and wept before me i also have heard you declares the lord narinig po ni god yung cry ni josiah and in verse 28 behold i will gather you to your fathers and you shall be gathered to your grave in peace and your eyes shall not see all the disaster that i will bring upon this place and its inhabitants and they brought back word to the king god is so gracious because of josiah's righteousness he did not allow josiah to see the judgment and the disaster that he's about to pour out on his people. Yun po yung sabi ni God eh. Yun po yung pangako ni God. Pero after po ng term niya bilang king, nung namatay na siya, ang judgment po na nasuspend because of the righteousness of Josiah, nangyari po. Na pour out po yung wrath ni God dun sa mga tao ni Josiah. That was what happened. Sabi po yun sa salita ng Panginoon. But you see, their nation, the people of Israel, what they needed was not the suspension from the judgment 
Pero yun po yung nakuha nila when Josiah shifted everything, changed the game, yun yung nakuha nila. Suspension from the judgment. But you see, it was not enough. The righteousness of a king, their king Josiah, was not enough. And judgment happened. And that is the importance. Because their king, the righteousness of their king is not enough. But you know what? We have a greater king than Josiah. A person who rose up from the dead. A person who lived a life that is pleasing and holy before God. The one who did not just only committed himself in living out the word, but who also consecrated himself and consecrated each and every one of us. And that's none other than Jesus Christ. He did not just suspend us from sin. He redeemed us from sin. And he, He's not only convicted by the Word. Because you see in John 1.14, And the Word became flesh. And He dwelt among us. And we have seen His glory. Glory as the one, the only Son from the Father full of grace and truth. He is the Word Himself. And what He did, because of His righteousness, it's not just a temporary change. The righteousness and the change that Jesus has purchased for us is eternal. It does not end. That's what happened on the cross. That's what happened for you and for me. Because you know what? Jesus did not just change the game. He changed the players. And those players are us. He changed us from the inside out. Na kung dati hindi natin kaya makipag-usap sa ibang tao, now because He is in us, now we have the boldness to reach out to the next generation. Now we have the boldness in our lives to influence the next generation. That's what Jesus did for you and for me. And my last point, my main point, lasting change will happen when we encounter Jesus and pass it on to the next generation. It's only through Jesus Christ that we can disciple the next generation. It's only through Jesus Christ that we can live our lives holy and pleasing to God as His sons and His daughters. Because yun nga po, sabi ko po sa inyo sa mga parents, malaki po ang inyong part, ang inyong role to disciple the next generation. If you are here, and like Josiah, you want to encounter the Word of God. You want to have godly convictions through the Word of God. You want not just to understand the Word, but to live out the Word even in your own families or even in your workplace. If you are here and like Josiah, you want to know God in a deeper way through His Word and not just here in the service. Hindi lang kwento-kwento ng ibang tao. Would you raise up your hand? If you are here and you want to live out the Word of God, Salamat po sa mga kamay na yan. Nakikita po kayo ng Panginoon. Father, thank you 
for those hands that are being raised today. Thank you, Lord, for the humility, the tender-heartedness that you have given to them. Na Lord, sinasabi po namin ngayon, Lord, it's not enough that we are doing the good things. It's not enough, Lord, that we are living out this Christianity game without really knowing you and your word, without really applying the truth that comes from your word. Father, we come in repentance, Lord. If there are times we did not obey what it says in your word, if there are times, Lord, na inuna pa namin kung ano yung mas makakaplease sa mundo kesa kung ano ang makakaplease sa'yo, Panginoon, patawarin mo po kami. Lord, we declare right now, we realize the gravity of our sins and our wickedness. That every day, it's a choice, Father, to live life according to your word. Father, strengthen us. Father, give us the ability and the grace and the wisdom that comes from your word. Give us the ability, Lord, to live life according to your word. That we will not flinch kung ano man yung sasabihin ng mundo sa amin. But as one family, as one body united in Christ, that we will have this conviction, Lord, that we will say no to sin, that we will say no to the world, and we would say yes to you, God. Father, thank you. I pray, Lord, that you pour out the forgiveness that you have set for your children. That like Josiah, you can change the course of their lives, their families' lives, Lord God. And even, Lord, this nation, God, will be changed because the people that you have called to live your word will rise up and take their place, Lord God. And they will not be afraid because you are with us. So, Father, thank you. We worship you in Jesus' name. Pwede niyo na pong ibabay mga kamay niyo. If you are a parent here, and you are deciding today, God, I want you to use me in the life of the next generation, in the lives of my children. Pwede niyo po bang itaas yung mga kamay niyo? If you want to be used by God to make an impact, and a difference in the life of the next generation. Father, thank you for the lives of these parents. Thank you, Father, that they are here in this place. It's not an accident why they are here. It's not an accident kung bakit sila yung naging parents ng mga anak nila. Because you have set them to be the parents of their kids for a specific purpose, for a specific reason na probably, Panginoon, hindi pa nila nakikita but Lord, it's gonna happen. Your purposes for their sons and children will happen in your perfect timing. That Lord, I pray that whenever Lord, pinanghihinaan sila ng loob, na hindi sila nakakakita ng changes sa buhay ng mga anak nila, Lord, remind them that they are not the ones who will change their children. They are not the ones who will transform their children. But at the end of the day, God, it's still you. It's still you who's gonna transform their lives. Turn it from inside out. Talagang 180 degree change. That Lord, alisin mo sa kanila yung burden. Because you said in your word, your burden is light, your yoke is easy. That they would live their lives 
according to the word and hindi sila maburden to follow the word because you will strengthen them you will give them the grace to do so and their lives will be a living testimony that there is a God in heaven who went down here on earth just to purchase us, just to change us. So allow them, Lord, that their lives will be a testimony of who you are. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.